And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, back again to a significant point in our Christian lives that I just won't let myself or my Christian family forget. Super important point. Ready? Celebrate the victories. No matter how small or how seemingly stupid, celebrate every mini step. Despise not the day of small things, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Perhaps you had a one-time victory over something that you've messed up a thousand times before. Did you dance to his glory for that? Ah. Next, people ask for favors all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. People ask for things you're comfortable with and some things that you're not comfortable with, such as life. But the Christians are not always obligated by the Lord God to respond. So let me clarify. If someone asks you to do something that will breach your conscience or take you away from the Lord's word or from the Lord, the answer is absolutely no way, Jose. There are times when the answer is just simply no. And finally, we look at Nehemiah when he said, you are lying. And in our society, hardly anyone is called a liar anymore because this is politically incorrect by man's standards. Too bad. How sad. People are liars. They are children of the father of lies. They are politicians, social influencers, the media, Hollywood actors and actresses. They often lie about what our true faith is and what Christians really believe. We call them as we see them, and a tree is known by its fruit. So no matter what they say, let's you and I be forthright. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. I like that one. That's a good one. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Not big bird at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call... 972-445-0770. You will talk to Amazing Jen. Amazing! 
And that's like getting a kosher seven-layer cake from the deli that is top-notch number one dessert in all of Detroit, Michigan. Just to let you know. And then you'll be... That's right. Kosher seven layer case. Just like the best thing ever. It's not even funny. It's like. It made my mouth water. It's so good. It's like every layer, just every time you're like, like oh, no, this has got to get. I mean, we would go to the Jewish Community Center in Michigan just to get the seven layer. We go, well, we want to go there and go roller skating. That's never why we wanted to go. We want to go there so we can have seven layer cake. Best ever. Anyhow, uh, bottom line is maybe you have a thought, a comment, a question, an opinion. Maybe you got something going on, you want to share it. If you've got something you want to share, some praise report you want to share that you uh, might be a blessing for your brothers and sisters, a prayer request where you're combining your faith with everybody else's faith. Remember, it's not a kvetch fest. It is an opportunity to strengthen one another. Why do we need to strengthen one another? Take a look around. And that is all. I don't need, there's nothing I need to defend. You guys know it's a fact. So here's the bottom line this is not professional radio. We demonstrated that 700 plus times over three years. We just hardly know what we're doing, but we sure have, we sure have a good time doing it. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. It's, it's the best that we can do to encourage one another on a fun day Monday when it looks like the world's falling apart before our eyes. Here's your trivia question. According to Isaiah, what ne- – according to Isaiah – did you hear that? Isaiah. According to Izzy, what name will the virgin give to her son? According to Isaiah, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out and let us know. Our number here is 972-445-0770. Yeah, you can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at org. You know, I'm very impressed that uh, Annika, was able, Annika and Neil were able to figure out what that sound was. That's pretty good. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I think that's pretty pretty impressive. Okay. Uh, a couple things I want to catch you up on that are, are relatively important. Uh, let's see. Prayer-wise, we want to pray for Ukraine, so we're going to do that right now. But I also want you guys praying for the audience. We've talked about this before. This is something you need to understand, that the Lord has brought the audience into your universe. And there's a reason. It's just like, you know, the Good Samaritan into his universe was that was that wounded man. That Good Samaritan then took care of business. You are to be like that. These are now your neighbors because they've been introduced to you. And that's people that call in and ask for prayer requests or need help. Let's combine them with this prayer for Ukraine as we bring it before the Lord. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, and I still, I keep hearing different things, and I, of course, my level of trust for uh, for people reporting and for people saying what is and isn't going on, it's kind of, it's kind of sketchy at times. Lord, I, you're never sure who to believe or what's accurate or what's not, but what I do know is accurate is that you 
are the king of the universe. And when you say peace, there is peace, and nothing else can change that. We ask you to speak peace to Ukraine, to people there, and we ask you to touch the people in our audience. They're having some health problems, and we're asking you to bring Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, into their lives and bring healing that they may testify with a new song in their mouth and their feet upon a rock. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, let's get into this uh, brief portion of the text. Uh, I'm going to start chopping up Nehemiah. I'm not going to go as intricate except for this one particular teaching, but we're going to start doing bigger blocks because we're moving from Nehemiah to Job, just to let you know. So we're probably going to finish Nehemiah at chapter 8, just to give, make you aware. All right. When Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies found out that we had finished rebuilding the wall— and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet hung the doors and the gates, they sent a message to me. Listen to this. This is the kind of thing you read in Scripture and you just go, Bzzum. and you can't do that. We can't do this. this. This is the stuff we need from the practical application point of view. We want to have practical application in our Christian walk. We want to get it. We want to know what the Lord's looking at. We want to understand it and be in sync with him. Nehemiah and the people had put together the rebuilding of the wall, and there were no gaps. Now, that didn't mean they were finished. He even says, we hadn't hung the doors yet. Now, we still got a lot of work to do. There's much stuff yet to be done, right? If there was, if there was, <laughs> if it was my dad, it would have been, you did a good job on the front yard, but there's a backyard, <laughs> That's that's how that goes. Now listen, but we can't skip those things and make nothing of them. That's dangerous on our part. When we go through a process and the Lord gives you victory or gives you progress, you got to celebrate it. You got to acknowledge it. You got to recognize it. The reality was that while they had not yet hung the doors because there were no gaps left in the wall, that message got out and the enemies started coming more furiously at Nehemiah and at the people and they started using different tactics. What you and I need to understand is when we recognize the progress that the Lord is making in our lives, when we recognize that we reflect Jesus one step more, when we catch on that there's less gaps in our wall and that we've done a pretty good job affirming it. We might not be done, but we get to say yes and amen. We get to say praise the Lord for the progress we did make. Most of us will look at something, most of you know what I've, I've talked about this endlessly. Here's the bottom line. I'm going to finish 10 years of schooling. 10 years. It's a long time. Thousands of thousands of papers, thousands of pages. Let me say that. Not thousands of papers, but thousands of pages. When anybody asks me about my schooling, do you know what I talk about? The one A minus. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-five credits. And what does David talk about? I got an A minus right there where Isaiah Anthony was born because we were traveling half the time. And you see what happens is we get so focused on what didn't go or what's not right or what's bad or it didn't work out the way. We don't celebrate the Yahoo that we should be celebrating. You get it? Don't do that. Celebrate the victories. Don't be an idiot like me 
be better like the Lord wants you to be. According to Isaiah, what name will will the virgin give to her son? That answer is Emmanuel. That's the answer. Okie dokie, artichoke, as you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies, and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks. A lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the Word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's Spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God, not mixed with faith, are useless. Because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. People are like, well, that's that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face up. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 
double amen. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so we got our trivia question. You guys ready? Okay. I hope you're ready. How many Old Testament books bear the names of women? How many Old Testament books bear the names of of women. If you think you know, you can uh, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. For those of you that are looking at your Bible and you're thinking, I've got to go through each page, there's this thing called a table of contents in your Bible. You can probably use that. Okay. Probably use that if you want to just speed up the process. Okay, answers are coming in. In the meantime, so as you know, we mostly do Christian-style jokes for the most part, mostly. But then every once in a while we do these jokes that are just, you just can't pass some of these up. They're just too funny, all right? Well, I just have a couple of those that I want to run by you. Actual court transactional statements by attorneys in a court of law that one might find to be unique in and of itself. You ready for these? You got the buzzer ready? All right, here we go. Ready? Here's the lawyer talking to a client. She had three children, right? Yes. How many were boys? None. Were there any girls? (laughs) I know. All, right. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> you say the stairs went down to the basement. Is that correct? Yes. And these same stairs, did they also go up from the basement? <laughs> Sometimes you just you can't believe somebody would actually say that. Uh, here you go. Do you recall approximately the time that you examined the body of Mr. Eddington at the Rose Chapel? The autopsy started at 8.30 p.m. And was Mr. Eddington dead at the time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Could you just be in the courtroom going, what? What did he just say? All right. All right. Last one. Don't get upset about these. These are funny. They're just like goofy, you know, goofy things, okay? Uh, What happened then? He told me, I have to kill you because you can identify me. The lawyer asked, then did he kill you? Don't, 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 don't. All right, last but not least, your youngest son, the 20-year-old, how old is he? You know, you know, you you know it's true. That's what's the worst part about this is you know that those were true. You can't say anything about that. All right, trivia question. Here we go. Uh, how many Old Testament books bear the name of women? That is the question. Okay, if you don't know, check out your table of contents. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text as well as David at hemustincrease.org. I want to read this next portion because I want to tell you something about Christians that sometimes they go a little too far in. So let me read it, and you'll see what the buildup is here. Okay? 
Sambalot uh, sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but I realized that they were plotting to harm me, so I replied by sending the message to them, I am doing great work. I cannot stop and come and meet with you. Four times they sent the same message, and each time I said the same reply. The fifth time, Sambalot's servant came with an open letter and so on and so forth. Let's just stop right there. I want you to catch this, okay? This is a big deal. So non-Christians will ask Christians and non-Christians for favor. That happens. That's just part of life. In fact, if you're driving down the road and somebody's stuck on the side of the road and you're like, you know, I want to help them, that's what you should be doing, right? I mean, that's okay. We're supposed to be helping one another. Multiple times of, you know, you, you pull the car over and try and help somebody out. But you need to understand something, and I need to understand something, and we need to understand something, that when Jesus is talking about you and I helping our neighbor, loving our neighbor, and doing things that are good, that is always appropriate to do your best to help people that are around you. Whether they're saved or not is not the definition of whether you help them or not. But, and in the, if you look in the dictionary, the word but means on the other hand, Christians are not always obligated to respond to something because they are Christians, specifically if it's anything that somebody's asking you to do a favor in that is a breach of your conscience. That's super important, especially if you read Romans 14. You and I are not permitted to do things for people that will, in fact, take us away from the word of the Lord or from the Lord himself. Any actions or activities that people ask you to do, that's great. Do them. Be a person who's a giver. Think of other people's. Consider that. Be that way. But if somebody asks you to do something that's going to breach your conscience, don't do that. Because you have to stand before God, and I have to stand before God, and you're not going to be able to justify, well, I sinned with that person because they asked me to, because that's not going to fly. And the reason I bring that up is that not every time somebody says something to you or asks you something does it mean that it's from the Lord and you should do it. That's what discernment is all about. I'm not trying to get you to be selfish. I think you guys know the show and you know my, my attitude a little better than that. But if somebody is asking you to do something and you know this is something that's really bad territory for you, then don't do it. Because of your consciousness towards God, don't put your faith at risk. And again, I, I want to stress this. I'm trying to alleviate legality or legalism in its own way. If, uh, let's see, how would you say this in a, in a common term? If, if somebody asked you to go to uh, a dessert place and you were on a diet and you thought that would be really bad for you, you would say, what? Nah, I can't do that. We can go to get an iced tea or something like that. If somebody said, hey, I want to go to this place. It's a strip club. And you have women. Do you guess what? Don't go. I mean, these are not – this is not rocket science. But if you think of these things, you have to be aware. You have a protection that you have to give. The Lord didn't give you two ears, two eyes, a mouth and a nose, and no brain. He gave you a brain. And it's like, use the brain. Use the brain. And if you're like going ding, 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 this doesn't seem right. There's something wrong here. Use that. That little, what do you call it? That spidey sense can often be more helpful than we would acknowledge 
it is. And why I say that is because what happens is people – I've been in that situation where somebody says, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to do whatever I ask. And I was like, that's not what it says. I'm supposed to do whatever somebody's asking as a, as a favor. That doesn't any breach on my conscience, doesn't take me away from the Word of God, doesn't take, away, take me away from the Lord. That's different. And the reason that I bring it up is because I think that what's happening, and so, so you know— uh, and I'll give uh, Joanne and Cordelia a plug for the, the book Tactics, uh, which teaches certain tactics on how to engage with people. But there's a tactic that's coming from the enemy, and the enemy is going to be going more and more into the compromise of Christian thought so that Christians are less shiny and more dull. And he will the, the enemy is going to use other people to get you to dull your shine and not shine your light. And that's coming. And it, it, in fact, it's already here, which most of you know. And I say that so that you can understand that Jesus did not compromise himself ever, nor should we just because somebody said do this or don't do this or whatever the case may be. You've got to be aware of that. You've got to understand that you are walking as a vessel, as an ambassador of the Most High God. And you have to protect that territory. And so I just know that there's—don't uh, get upset, people. I know there's people out there that's like, you know what? The last thing you should do when a friend says, hey, you want to go out? Sure, let's go out, and you're having a problem drinking. The last place you should go with them is a bar. It's not rocket science. You should not go there. You know what I'm saying? You should. That's not a good place to go. If you're going to put yourself in a compromise and and put yourself in a vulnerable state, don't do that. There's other places to sit down and have coffee or a soda or whatever the case may be. If somebody needs to talk to you, I'm just telling you there's a common sense element there. And it's not, I'm not telling you never to go to a bar. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying use practical common sense. Keep yourself safe. If you put yourself in a bad situation, God's not going to sit there and say, well, I'll give you a pass. I just, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Wait, let me rephrase that. That'll never happen, okay? The Lord expects you and expects me to act with a sense of maturity in these processes. Okay. Uh, Old Testament books, right? We got uh, trivia. Got to answer the trivia, right? So you have to check. How sad is that? How many Old Testament books bear the name of women? The answer would be two. The answer, the first one is Ruth, and the other one is Esther. Ruth and Esther bear the name of women in regards to their titles. So for those that are thinking it should be, should be a, just a chauvinistic male, whatever, whatever, that's just stupid, Okay. That'll help you. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and it was stop-and-go traffic. There was, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. And this little sports car would, would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, 
I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's, he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on my ah. ears that's, uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book. And uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> twenty miles an hour. <laughs> but I I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, it, people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's it, get that squared away. You know? <laughs> yes. And it, you know what? He might be listening to the story, um, to the to the uh, radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So, no, we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're in traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. I mean, I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. What name did Adam give the son who replaced the murdered Abel? What name did Adam give the son who replaced the murdered Abel? What was the next son's name? What was that son's what was that son's name? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well as you can send an email David at he must increase.org. We do have somebody on the line. It's good to have Joanne and Cordelia back. They're the liquidly fast people that respond to <laughs> trivia. So I kind of like that. That's kind of cool. And uh, fortunately for most of you, you're going to get a chance to be delayed on the history because somebody is ready to answer the question right away. So you can all consider yourself fortunate. <laughs> That's how I would look at it. Uh, ready to have somebody answer the question? Here we go. <laughs> This is David. Who am I talking to? 
This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Gary. I'm actually I'm doing really good, and I really appreciate you asking. I worked on my knee on Thursday night and on Saturday, and it did pretty good. It gets a little sore after a while, but as long as I'm working on it and making progress, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So I appreciate well, you asking. That's good. I, I prayed for you at church yesterday. Well, I, and I need it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. And this week, I'm doing my 30-page paper, so the whining hasn't started yet. But it's coming because <laughs> I'm going to be whining by Wednesday. I'm going to be like, oh, I hate this. Hey, you know, that's that's coming. Anyway, uh, here we go on the trivia question. Feeling pretty good about this. I have a feeling you'll nail this right away. What name did Adam give to the son who replaced the murdered Abel? What is Seth? That is correct, sir. You are right. That is Seth. Excellent job. So work that's just fantastic, and I just had a feeling you would know that, and it's super-duper-duper good. And I was praying for you just the other day as well, and just want the Lord to bless you and encourage you and just keep connected and just let you know well, I appreciate you. you. Thank okay? you. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. All yeah. right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Good to hear from our friend. All right. Okay, now— <clears throat> See, for those of the those of you who think history can, there's no way that history could actually make you feel a little older. I'm about to destroy that. <laughs> so let's do history sounds. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, there's a couple of good things on here, so we're gonna skip around a little bit. Uh, National Submarine Day, not Submarine Sandwich, National Submarine Day. Yellow Submarine? No, but that's good. <laughs> that's, you know, I remember that. It was just like, it's such a great, wasn't that not just the most bizarre song? It was like, we all live in a yellow submarine. It was so weird. Anyway, uh, get ready. This will make you feel. Okay, this is a good one. National Cheese Fondue Day. That's good. That's uh, not a big fondue. Do you like chocolate fondue? Do you like any of the fondues? never really had it you've never had like fondue 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 like you've never have you ever gone to a fondue restaurant where they boil the meat and the cheese and everything no (gasps) i know i haven't lived well it might not be till christmas but i know what you're getting (laughs) (laughs) all right this is what's going to make you feel old so don't don't get mad at me i didn't create this it's national eight track tape day (laughs) Remember those things? Mm-hmm. Big bulk, you put them in. What? Well, it's not working. What? What? And then what'd you do? You hit it, right? And then just like the Nintendo things, you'd pull it out and you'd blow in it. <laughs> you'd put it back in. Oh, there, that fixed it. It did. And, well, it was amazing because how poorly constructed they were. Uh, that's a classic. And then people, when they started coming out with the really high digital stuff, people are like, going, oh, that'll never last. Now try, try and find a car with an 8-track. That's all, you can hardly find a car with a cassette. Let alone an eight track. Well, my dad still has eight track tapes. <laughs> he just has nothing to play them on. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If you're feeling old, you deserve it. 1921 on this day, 101 years ago, the first sports broadcast on radio took place. That's amazing. Mm. That's an amazing thing. Uh, 1970, this day, April 13th, is uh, Apollo 13 is launched. Two days later, an oxygen tank exploded, leading to the famous expression... Houston, we have a problem here. 
the mission to land on the moon was aborted. The crew was able to overcome limited power, loss of cabin heat, uh, shortage of portable wa- potable water, and uh, make makeshift repairs and return to Earth safely six days later. See? Houston, we have a problem here. Yeah. Famous, famous words. All right, we got that. We got that. That's done. That's done. What am I missing? Anything? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, am I supposed to send them to the website? I was supposed to send them to the website. I probably didn't do that, did I? Here's the deal on the website. That's a great place to give, and we need money. There you go. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Now, see, I would say that's an explosion, but I've also heard that somebody, like a wily e. coyote, like hitting the ground, like after he fell off a cliff or something. So, <laughs> I don't know sounds. Well, it what could do you be think? both. Could it be both? More to me like an explosion, yeah, but what, what do I know? All right. We'll have to ask the creator the next time he's in the... Uh, the studio. We'll see what happens there. Uh, don't have time for that. Don't have time for that. But uh, let's get into the rest of this portion. So here's something I want you to catch. And again, like I've been telling you, we're going to be taking bigger clumps of Nehemiah. That's not starting today, but it's starting soon where we're going to finish off. We're really going to focus in on chapter eight. Then we're going to move into the book of Job. We're also going to be doing Romans, which is going to be like probably one of the more intense uh, teachings, plus Genesis, and we've got a few other things that we're going to be throwing in that people don't know. But in the meantime, I want you to catch this one thing. It's really just uh, a few words, and I spoke it in the last portion of the teaching. I want you to be aware of this because you and I need to have eyes wide open. So remember what we were just talking about, how that, you know, sometimes you don't break away, you don't do things, you don't do the favors. Uh, Here in Nehemiah chapter 6, there is verse 3, I reply by sending the message to them, I am doing great work, I am doing a great work, I cannot stop to come in to meet with you. Never be unaware that the enemy doesn't want you to keep working on the great things of of God. He doesn't want you building the kingdom of God. And anything that helps you conform to the image of Christ or be more Christ-like, the enemy doesn't want that to happen. And so distractions, you can guarantee the spirit of distraction or distraction from people is something that is coming your way. But this is the one part I want to mention that's important. So he says, I am doing a great work. I cannot stop, stop and come and meet with you. And then it says this, four times They sent the same message. So let us, as mature Christians, recognize that when you are about the things of God and when you are trying to finish a great work, whether it's a character work or a kingdom work or an opportunity to evangelize or an opportunity to minister to the poor, an opportunity to pray for people, encourage people, bless people, whatever that is, anything you do to the glory of God has a challengeability in it from the enemy, from Satan. And the enemy is not going to just challenge you once. And therein lies, I think, a struggle for some people. 
Satan doesn't want you being like Jesus. He doesn't want you to believe in Jesus, but if he can't stop that process, he doesn't want you reflecting Jesus. And he won't attack you once, or he won't attack you twice, or he won't attack you three times. He will just keep on attacking because he doesn't want you to move forward in your Christian faith. Yes, I know. Some of our struggles are self-induced. They sure are. But other parts of our struggle are spiritual warfare that we are poor at recognizing, which is why the, the biggest gift that the church doesn't operate in, the one single gift that would be much better if the church did operate in it, is the gift of discerning or the gift of discernment to be able to discern what spirit is, is, is the cause or the agency of whatever is going on. But Satan does not want you to succeed, especially if it is kingdom-connected. It could be the smallest thing. It could be the largest thing. The enemy doesn't want it to take place, and he won't bother you once or twice. He will keep bugging you until you fall, until you either submit yourself fully to God, resist the enemy enough times that he flees, or he will keep bugging you until you identify what's going on and expose his lying, thieving, destroying ways that he attacks you with. If you just read Revelation 12, I don't care if you're a premillennial dispensationalist, doesn't matter. If you just read Revelation 12, you can tell who Satan hates. It's those who have the testimony of Jesus. Well, if you're a Christian, that's you. You got the greatest friend ever, but you also inherited an enemy, okay? Never forget that. He doesn't give up as easily as we do. He's been working on people a long time. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Prayer request? Hemusincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. That is great. You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up. Right? See how I can. That one was really good. Okay. Uh... Oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right. Uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one? Right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, They're so great. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> What do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, do me a favor, keep my wife in prayer just because she's trying to be a better boss and is asking for wisdom. So uh, just like people to pray for her on that. And then I can tell you right now, as I told Gary, I'm going into my next 30-page paper. And uh, you might notice some shortness that comes out of my personality. Oh, I'd say right about Thursday. <laughs> right into that realm could be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> right about that place where I start going, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why does God make me do this? It's a, it's a routine at this point. Uh, in the New Testament, whose name means son of encouragement? In the New Testament, whose name means son of encouragement? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214 214- Two one zero eight four eight three, as well. You can send an email, David at he must increase dot org. I will say that Eric struck first. Wow, good job. Uh, struck first, but we do have somebody that is on the uh, phone, so we're going to give them a chance to answer. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. This is Will Rogers. Hi, Will. How are you? 
I'm great. I hope you're better. I am doing really well today. Thank you for asking me that. I appreciate it. Okay. I say that to encourage you. <laughs> That's good. Very, very good. You remind me of somebody in the New Testament. Let's see who that is. In the New Testament, whose name means son of encouragement? I believe that's Barnabas. That is correct, sir! You are right, Barnabas. What a guy. I love this guy. He's one of the few people. Now, Apollos gets some special special creds because he told Paul no. <laughs> Paul goes, well, I asked him, but he said no. But Barnabas is great because he's like, look, we got to hang out. We got to hang out. We got to bring Mark back into this. And, and Paul's like, no, no, we're not bringing Mark back into this. He already blew it, blah, blah, blah. And then that's who, who the cousin of Barnabas, who Barnabas brought back in and Mark's the guy who wrote the gospel, Mark. So that was a good call. <laughs> you have to love. Barnabas is the encourager. He's the one that got Paul when he was Saul. That's a great, great spirit, great ministry. Love it. Love it. Good job, boss. Excellent. So do you know why today is submarine day? No. Tell me why, because I bet you it's connected. Why is today submarine day? Because in 1900, the U.S. Navy purchased the first submarine they ever owned, the USS Holland. Wow. I did not know that. that... And all submariners celebrate today as the submarine birthday. That is excellent information. So that so that's what they based it on. That they purchased their first one on this day, and that that's where it became the celebration, right? Yes, sir. Awesome, excellent additional information. See, we not not only people tell jokes, they help us with history. So that's a good job. I, well, you have a blessed day, sir. All right, thank you. God bless you. Bye. -bye. I love it. You just love it. Get the history. We get people that tell us what the sound effects are. People that call in with jokes. <laughs> people that, that help us with the history. I'm just gonna MC. That's okay with me. I don't. I've done enough teaching. I've done ten thousand sermons, but I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. All right, let's get to the rest. Uh, the other part of this. So you guys are great, by the way. So excellent call, Will. Thank you. All right, so. Uh, Barnabas, son of encouragement. So I want to do this one little thing. Uh, it's probably not the best way to end the show. It's a little on a bummer, but it is what it is. I can't change any of that. <clears throat> this is uh, 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 Nehemiah reading the letter that was given to him. Gishim tells me wherever he goes, he hears that you and the Jews are planning to rebel, and that's why you're building the wall. According to this report, you plan to be their king. He also reports that you have appointed prophets to prophesy about you in Jerusalem. Look, there's the king of Judah. You can be sure that this report will get back to the king. So I suggest you come here and talk with me. So the guy was trying to manipulate Nehemiah. Here's what Nehemiah said. My reply was, you know that you are lying and there is no truth in any part of your story. In society today, we have lost the simplistic ability to say to somebody, you're lying through your teeth. Now, <clears throat> I understand that politicians kind of do it with one another, but now, because of the legality, and let me just help you understand, this is man's sense of righteousness. You are supposed to be careful when you call somebody a liar, because if you call them a liar and you can't prove, quote unquote, intent, then there's a legal issue. Just, just stop for a second, okay? The intent when somebody tells a lie 
is to deceive or to cover. It's not, it's not overly complex. But see, man's attempt at righteousness apart from God le- leads to the delusion of meanings of words. They don't mean anything anymore. And their truthfulness is that Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. I know that's mean, but the truth is we can shade things. We can not tell a bold, you even got it defined, bold-faced lie versus kind of a white lie versus kind of a little fit. We do it, and we do it all the time. And I'm not sitting there trying to get legalistic on that. What I'm trying to tell you is that nobody can be called a liar anymore because that just seems uh, uh, politically incorrect. Too bad. Let me tell you something that's going on on a regular, everyday basis from the leadership and below the leadership from the every common man and woman and child that there is. Lying takes place a lot. People on the media lie. People who are politicians lie. People in Hollywood lie. People of social influence lie. People who are ministers lie. People who are Christians lie. You know what? Happens a lot. Christians are supposed to be much more the bearer of truth, but the bigger problem now in society is you can't call anybody a liar. You're not allowed to. Yeah, I just want you to know that in this text, Nehemiah tells this guy, you're a liar. (laughs) And Jesus, when he talked about lying, identified where the source of lying comes from. Where's the source of lying come from? Satan. And Satan lied to Adam and Eve, and that lie produced the problems. And when somebody tells a lie, you got to be able to say that's not true. The bigger part about that is that when people have religious arguments, they, they, you know, they go back and forth. You don't study all the lies, folks, to know what's a lie and what's the truth. You study the truth to know what's a lie in your own life. The problem is that we can't call anybody liars and we don't even recognize lies that are operating in our own life. Some of you have been operating under this premise that you are not worth very much. But the truth is that you cost the blood of Jesus Christ, which has more value than any gold or silver in the universe. So how are you not worth much if the greatest price was paid for you? The truth is some of us out there think that God is just forever far away. He's just not close. That's a lie. And Satan is the liar who helps orchestrate those things. People lie. You stand in the truth. You might not be the person that needs to point your finger in their face and say, liar, liar, pants on fire. But you need to know the difference between the truth and the lie. Anything that is spoken about the kingdom of God that is not 100% connected to the word of God, anything that's spoken regarding who God is, is coming from often, it's coming from the father of lies, unless it's a declaration of truth, biblical truth. Don't try to know all the lies. Just know the truth. 
Well, God doesn't love me. God is love. Of course he loves you. But I keep making mistakes. He picked you before you made those mistakes. And he knew about those mistakes. And he still picked you. That's the truth you need to operate in. And when people say, you're doing this, you're this, you're this, and it's not true, it's a lie. Don't, don't, you know. Guess what happened when Adam and Eve thought the lie was interesting to contemplate? It uh, sent our entire universe into a spiral. Nice. Let's not do that. Let's just say that's not true. The truth is this. And as long as we know the truth and stand in the truth, we'll be fine. But some of you, some of you, 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 the world— the world has done a massively intense job saying Christians are like this or Christians are this or, you know, your, your Heavenly Father is this, this. Don't buy any of that. Know the truth. It's somewhere between Genesis 1-1 and Revelation 22-21. You want to see what God's like? Read about Jesus. That's what he's like. What had happened to the leper came to him? If you're willing, you, you can make me clean. I am willing. Be clean. And he touched him, breaking the law. Why I'm saying that is because some of you are caught up in lies. The way to be, defeat a lie is with what? What's the way to defeat a lie? With the truth. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Go with that, okay? And when they're liars, just don't give them the effort or the energy. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.